I should tell you about my phone travails. When you say that you should tell me, do you mean you should tell me in the I'm show? Or, okay, all right. Looking forward to hearing about travails. <laughs> is a travail, is that like some like medieval weapon? or I, I feel like that's, that's a, a word that has multiple meanings. That's a trebuchet. Okay. Or a flail. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> a trebuchet full of flails. That's, Maybe, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. The nice thing is you don't have to. <laughs> that's why I like coming on the show. Hello, and welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where the windows on our computers need to be adjusted. My name is Brock Dennis. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer, which today includes this tasty viso energy beverage that uh, we are not sponsored by and yet i feel compelled to mention you you kind of buy them by the case too i used to are you used to it's about yeah. time to go get some more yeah yeah i've been paying too much for these ever since well <laughs> you really should get sponsored then if you're drinking that much i that's guess so true. Yeah. yeah that's true <laughs> in fact you know we should just go through like all the things that we consume and try uh, to get sponsored like, by yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. That exactly. seems like a good idea. Exactly. Well, so uh, in addition to energy beverages made locally, what are we covering? More oh, beer? bicycling, oh. trains, and transit. Simpler living. <laughs> and today, what's more fun than a barrel of monkeys? I would say a barrel full of rain. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, what, that's, uh, right. that's also what Will Van Loo over there in chair number three would say. Yeah, I absolutely would. Rain barrels are a lot of fun to talk about. I couldn't I couldn't tell by the look on your face whether you were like confused or uh, like, oh, I've heard that. Oh, times. no. I When you asked the question earlier what else this show was about, I thought it was like a pop quiz to me or something like that. And oh. I was a little bit worried. So, But no, now that we're past that, no, I'm totally in agreement that this rain barrel thing is going to be a hoot. So, okay, excellent. Yeah, yeah, totally. Fabulous. Yeah. Long-time <laughs> listeners will remember. Not even long time. It's been a year since you've been in? Yeah, I think about that. Okay, I think about that, yeah. long-time Half, listeners. Half-ass listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Occasional listeners who come in annually. Some of you new folks may not recognize Will, but he's been on the show before. And, rain barrel uh, fans. Will yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Uh, he's our biggest proponent of rain barrels, who also rides a bicycle. Wow, yeah. Really hardcore exciting. listeners will know. That's right. <laughs> Well, that's why that's this, why I reached out to you guys. I actually had a friend that was looking into rain barrels, and they found your show on the internet. You You're mentioned that. Me. No, no, they totally. They actually had two different people point them to your show <laughs> that I was on talking <laughs> about rain awesome. barrels as a resource about how to get it done. <laughs> oh, so. we're, we're suddenly we're suddenly a resource on rain barrels. Yeah, you are. You are. Yeah, yeah. Actually, and I brought some links and stuff to city resources because apparently you guys come up in Google before the city does. So if you put some e. of their stuff in the uh, in the show description, you know, it, it can maybe help them out. No yeah, one does okay. long form. Journalism about rain barrels, like we do. That's so, right. <laughs> there you go. Is well, this <laughs> is the Google search? Is it is it uh, searching for rain barrels, Portland, Oregon, or is it searching for rain barrels? Period. If I had I my know. device on me, I would be doing that right now. Google yeah. Live. Yeah, it's very compelling audio. Uh, <laughs> yeah, CNN's kind of got that corner, uh, that market cornered. I think. I, I would imagine from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it Dude. was a buddy of mine in woodstock though actually oh really so, yeah lo locically oh, here so it yeah. may have been a portland related thing okay but, yeah he actually got they pictures also, of my yard from your show so they also like kind of give you local results first or things that are yeah. near you first like i could search for i don't know pizza 
and it's going to give me like but the Portland you know, stuff first. Yeah. Yeah, I never know what the internet gremlins know about me and, you know, like <laughs> what's just coming up organically. It would be funny if you searched for pizza and it like had a, a bent towards either New York style crust or something else. Oh yeah. Oh man. Like it's only <laughs> like giving me it's only pizza? giving me like like certain shops even though there's one right next to me. And this but is they why they don't they don't, you know, make the crust that mm-hmm. I prefer. Somewhere there's a marketing executive doing an ad buy right now <laughs> He's after like, he heard yes, you. I got this. Yeah. I got this. <laughs> you cannot trust the internet when it comes to pizza. You cannot trust it. No, no, I prefer I, I prefer all analog pizza <laughs> myself. Don't let any, yes. don't let any ones and zeros get in the way of my pizza. I'll tell That's you right. what the best pizza is. I, just Napster? hypothetically, no, I, I I don't know. Napster is my favorite. <laughs> tell you pizza. what, I prefer I prefer pizza that I find for free. You there get you go. free pizza. I prefer discarded pizza. Garbage pizza. I, I'm I not saying that. You, you can't call it garbage pizza. I'm not saying that, but you're hot on my trail. I have a pretty good free pizza story. It's also one of my only interesting bus-related stories. Uh-huh. So, oh, I was, trains uh, in transit. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of related to the show in a couple ways, actually. It was a few years ago, but yeah. I was waiting to get on the bus uh, standing out by uh, Baghdad. And, uh, the Baghdad Theater Baghdad on Hawthorne, Theater on Hawthorne Boulevard. Yeah. Across the street, there's a pizza place. I think it's still there. I don't yeah. know the name oh, yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it's it like Oasis? A pizza by the Slice. Yeah. Oasis Pizza? Maybe? No. But there was, uh, it might be Oasis. It's a slice place. Okay. But, so they uh, they were shutting down, and a guy came out, and he just said, hey, do you want a couple pizzas? And there was nobody else around. So I got aboard the pizza, or the bus, with two free pizzas, and wow. just, like, share it with everybody on the bus. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, it was, like, the happiest bus ride, I think, that anybody on the bus had ever had. So, Shared pizza badass. is yeah. better than any other kind of pizza, I think. Yeah. Well, when I got on the bus, you know, somebody, you know, some joker asked, like, did you bring enough to share? And it's like, actually, yes. I only need a slice. The rest <laughs> of it's for you guys. <laughs> and it was really fun. So. How did the driver feel about that, uh, concern? in the policy that technically you have to keep your food in, in closed containers oh well i this driver certainly did not have a slice because that would have been breaking the rules yes yeah, right you can't you can't drive a transit bus and eat right at the same yeah, time. no yeah. they never would have done that yeah i'm sure right but they didn't seem to mind that we were eating i'm <laughs> glad to hear that i'm glad to hear that all policies and rules were followed 100%. That's, that, that's i don't want to get i don't want to get any bus drivers in trouble for pizza related infractions <laughs> no that's fantastic yeah. no yeah. uh no but if you know where to look uh you can find free pizza Pizza. So it's a yeah. What a way to go! If you were a driver and you got fired over like having a slice of pizza, seriously, with with somebody that was sharing it on the bus, <laughs> that's <laughs> that the would sort be of pretty thing. funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that would be. Uh, it'd be I good. Would, on... I would bring that up in every interview I have. I got fired for eating pizza. Yes, <laughs> on your resume, <clears throat> just like yeah, this is this is why I'm I'm a quality <laughs> yeah, reason person. for leaving because I shared I allowed this guy to share <laughs> pizza and I had one with him and didn't him. share with my supervisor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Yeah, that's why I got fired. Well, after all that free pizza, you might be needing a beverage, and you know where you might get a tasty beverage? I believe there is a location on Southeast 12th and Division That's where right. you could get a tasty mm. beverage. On the, uh, on the TriMet Line 4. And if you're on the very bus, close to the orange line. Yes. Yeah. If you're on the bus transferring to the max and you just need that, what, that something to wet your whistle. Quick beverage in between slices of pizza. The beer right. mongers, yeah. Southeast Division and 12th. Yeah. Uh, big fans over there, uh, over here and over there. I guess they're fans of us and we're fans of them. It's yeah. reciprocal. Thank you, beer mongers. Yeah. So uh, we've got uh, you've got something from them right now. Yeah, it's the uh, Freem or uh, Pfrem, depending on uh, if you know how to pronounce it or not. But, yeah. yeah, and it's uh, what did you say? It was their their Belgian? It's their saison, their farmhouse ale. Yeah, saison. It's quite good. Yes, uh, Belgian inspired. Yeah, not Belgian made inspired. in Belgium. No, no, but no. made in Oregon, which is something that you're into. Yeah, I am. I do like <laughs> drinking beer that came from here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I have right here next to this bottle of Viso that I'm about to finish. 
This is a, a bottle of homebrew that Will you made. Well, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Pretty sure you made it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm pretty sure I made it. It definitely came from my basement, and it definitely doesn't have a label. And so the odds are high that it is a bottle of homebrew. It's a mystery beer. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna find out what's I'm inside really this in just a minute. There's a one in ten chance it may just be mint tea. But you really, know, I'm, I do might, have some really? bottles of mint tea. But it looks too dark for that. If it's mint tea, I wouldn't drink it. Okay. All right. Well, in that <laughs> case, frothy and dark. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Yeah. How long is mint tea good? I don't know. And I have no idea how old that is either. It so. might turn into kombucha, which is what you're enjoying right now. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Do you brew your own kombucha? Uh, no. Oh, okay. It's, I, it's too stinky of a process. Really? You think so? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've lived with people who brew their own kombucha. And, yeah. Well, you're talking to like, somebody who brews really? their own kombucha. I it, started you, recently. You don't think it smells? No, I actually, believe it or not, am brewing it right outside my master bedroom in my house. That's and I don't, I don't smell it at all. I don't smell it at all. Really? I just have like a silicone uh, topper, like the little uh, things you put on like a hot dish or something on yeah. the top. And it just it doesn't smell like kombucha down there. Yeah. You're doing uh, it right. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. If I lift up the lid, it definitely smells like fermented tea then, you know, yes. yeast farts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's that's <laughs> a great way to, to describe it. But <laughs> whole you. beverage industries have been built on that concept. So, yeah. Yeast farts? Yes. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, we got to say, can, I don't know if we can hear this or not, but this is uh, a little something sounds there. like a rattlesnake. It also sounds like a bike chain because it is a bike chain bottle opener given to us by Andre Johnson. So... Thank you, Andre. Thank you again. Yeah, yes. we uh, have been using this extensively ever since. So this is the uh, the mystery bottle. Hey, it Ooh. sounds like beer. <clears throat> oh, and it's <laughs> overflowing. <laughs> you do have a sink here to wash up, right? Yeah, okay, of course. Good. Yeah, yes, definitely. Good, good. It's, uh, it's definitely beer. Okay, um, good, good. It, yeah, it does taste like a. Uh, you said it was uh, possibly a a stout, stout or a porter. Yeah, it's I'm just guessing in entirely by color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Judging judging by what dripped onto the ground, I would say yes. That's probably it. <laughs> it looks like a stout. Yeah, I you know I will take no offense whatsoever if that's all that you drank was the foam. No, no, <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan. Okay, uh, cool. You well, know, I'll have some other bottles then when I get home. Former yeah, show okay. co-host uh, Brandon Rhodes made a mystery porter. I think he called it the uh, was it the Smoky Old something. It was an sob, it, it, but it wasn't bastard. It was something else. Oh. Um, but uh, he made some of those, and he had like bottles sitting around. And I finished most of the oldest ones because I think he was he was done with his own homebrew, and he passed them along to me. Five um, gallons, uh, you know, if you do a five gallon batch, has a lot of homebrew. Yeah, it takes a while yeah, to yeah. go through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these were like five year old bottles, I think, by the time he gave them to me. So awesome! Yeah, wow. yeah. Thank you for sharing, sir. Yeah, this you're is very exciting. welcome. You're uh, very welcome. And on first uh, first glimpse, first uh, what have you? It's it's very good. So. I'm very happy. I'm very happy that it's not skunked <laughs> or anything like no, that. No, it's it's aged well. I'm I'm optimistic now about the remaining we'll see bottles what in the happens basement. in a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure there's no botulism in there. Pretty sure. Only one way to find out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's possible with glass, is it? Well, I mean, like, it, with the alcohol, I think it would. I don't think oh, botulism would develop in the alcohol, yeah. but I mean, you'd probably. Like culture well, once, botulism once that, in once that culture well <laughs> in a like glass it, container. it just keeps expanding like that's how you can tell like a, oh a that's can true has yeah botulism is like all the ribs are, are that's good it would probably out. burst the bottle if it was doing something that's what I'm thinking anyways oh. well, I don't know I'm not an engineer so. wow the great question of processed food has been to find out how to can botulism so you can pass that on to the consumer <laughs> <laughs> haven't quite figured it out yet it only happens by accident <laughs> Aaron what a mystery. What adventures have you had since last week? Um, oh, yes. My phone stopped holding a charge. Oh. Uh, or not even holding a charge. It wouldn't charge and at all. Oh. Technically, you don't have a phone. You have an iPod. Right. But the, right. the battery is uh, kaput? Well, the battery died, and I would like plug it in overnight. Uh-huh. And you know how after your iPod dies, 
after a while uh you plug it in and there's that little like battery uh-huh graphic. it's like needs to be charged sometimes, yeah. yeah sometimes it would do that and then it just it wouldn't even do that okay oh you're not even getting the screen on when it's plugged yes. in or oh yes. bummer and uh i was at another job that i'm doing uh off and on for the summer your summer gig yeah i was at my summer gig and uh one of the guys there gave me a wooden coffee stirrer oh which is about the size of that little port there where you plug in your iPod, iPhone uh-huh. thing. And he said, hold it upright and just kind of like fiddle around oh, in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, and so the connectors were maybe just not, it's like fuzz? So, yeah. So huh. I pulled out I pulled out more lint out of that thing than I've ever pulled out of my belly button. It's like when you go into your navel and you're like, I am surprised <laughs> yeah, yeah. that this much this is in there. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Depending, right. of course, on your anatomy. Not everyone can hold that much lint. But, right. yes. <laughs> wow. There was, yeah, there was a ton just and like just kind of like falling out. There we you go. Know? Your phone has a deep and navel. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and now it, now it holds a charge. Hey, so, there we go. So if you think your machine is broken... Maybe check your connectors. Ah, that's you know? actually a really good idea. Save yourself really some of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, save yourself some money. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, and there are experts everywhere. Maybe that's the other lesson of that story. Is that's that true? You talk to enough people, you're going to find someone who knows something about something else before uh, before you have to pay someone to know something. Lots of people yeah. know lots of things. Yeah. Well, congratulations. So, are you back in the game? I'm back in. There we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good. Nice. And the iPod I don't games. know. Is it worth is it worth mentioning the solstice ride? I think it's worth mentioning. I think it's worth mentioning. We're doing that tonight. We are recording on the eve of the solstice. Yes. Oh yeah! Happy solstice, guys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is the. Uh, <laughs> I was. I feel like we should be. Uh, <laughs> we should be dancing around a little stone monument of some kind. Right. Yeah, for sure. I would like. Uh, I would like some druids with uh, with an onk and a book of the dead yes. to usher me into the new season, as they did five years ago when I was in Eastern Washington. For real? Oh, oh that's yeah. right. Yeah, oh, there's man. that Stonehenge Memorial. Uh, I need to check out that episode. <laughs> is, that, is that on one of these? I think that was before <laughs> I made the show. The anthology? I tried to remember. If, I may have referenced it you, once or twice. I don't but think you've made the show no, before then, but you've no. talked about it a couple yeah. times. Oh, that yeah. sounds fantastic. If you're in the right place at the right time, you will see people who are committed to the old ways. So It's hard to find a druid with an onk. Like it really is. <laughs> Druid these days. It's there even any hard. druids out there listening to podcast to our podcast? Yeah, we'll hook you up with the people who want to who want to meet you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, but so, no. It, so it, now, it, when people search druid <laughs> slash Portland on their Google search, now we're now we're gonna come up before like you know the Portland Druid Society. We, yeah. we are. They're gonna yes. be all pissed. We yeah. are the resource for everyone. Uh, I'll make sure to type druid several times in the show notes. <laughs> Hashtag yes. Uh, Hashtag on. But it is the solstice, and we are going to be riding our bikes with a group of people all night on what could be titled no better than the solstice ride. Yes. So yeah. it's another pedal blues event and it's a bunch of people that are committed to riding their bikes all night oh, on the shortest fantastic. night of the year. So yeah. that's why in part I'm drinking this tasty Viso beverage. Oh, instead of the, uh, instead of a whole bunch of beer. Right. Well, I had a beer and then I had yourself. a Viso and then I'm uh, having this one you gave me. So nice. it, I just need to mix them all together. Yeah. Uh, to, for so the, it's about timing, right? Desired <laughs> result. Yes, exactly. <laughs> It pays ride, yourself. Ride that roller coaster. Going <laughs> up, going down, uppers, downers, etc. Yes. <laughs> Next on the Sprocket podcast, methamphetamines. There we go. Yes. <laughs> uppers and downers talk. Yeah. Our new our new column, our new sidebar every week. Fun no. with Benny's. Don't worry, kids. Don't worry. Don't we, do drugs. We're not doing Don't them, do and drugs. you shouldn't either. Don't do drugs. Oh man. 
I was hanging out with uh, other former show guest and and donor Aaron Green. Uh, we went bike camping with a group. This oh weekend. snap! I still got all of his stickers. Oh yeah, you finally saw him before I did. I did, and I didn't yes. give him any stickers. It's oh, okay. Crap. He's he's yes. cool. Um, <laughs> But, They're in uh, the mail, kind of. <laughs> As in, they are on their way <laughs> to being in an envelope. They're in my handlebar bag. <laughs> the funny thing is, I've Which got stickers. Which head to a mailbox soon. There you go. Yeah. Stickers in my handlebar bag as well. Uh, oh, that yeah. I did not give that to him when I was <laughs> hanging out with him. So, yeah. Uh, I That's swear. Right. We're going to give him a whole bale of them someday. Speaking of stickers and listeners. Before I get off of oh, it, yes. I just wanted to say the go reason on. I brought him up is because uh, I... I uh, I was hanging out with him, and he said his least favorite day of the year is the summer solstice because huh. the days because. get shorter from here on out. Ah. There is less and less daylight from here on forward. I'm kind of in his camp, although you can't have summer forever. That's true. Unless yeah. you're the and Beach Boys. there's still a lot or of summer left. you live in Hawaii. That's tr- that is true. <laughs> Unless you I mean, if you think of the winter solstice, and I, you know, I think to myself, oh, it's winter solstice. It's all going to get bright now. Right, right, It'll be yeah, fine. Right. But it's still months and months of gray weather. Right. So we've still got months and months of summer. It's not the solstice totally. is the middle of it. Yeah. Like, we're just we're yeah. This is like the tent pole. We're standing in the middle yeah. of it, celebrating summer. It's we've got a long way to go. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we've got plenty of like carbon emissions in the atmosphere. It's yeah. Gonna, it's going to stay summer even longer. Don't as the worry, years kids. Go on. <laughs> Yeah, I was reading projections that are saying average temperatures in Oregon are going to go up around like two to five degrees by 2020, <laughs> This So is... like that, you know, because it's supposed to get, we're supposed to have more high pressure systems and that's going to be more hot weather like oh, we've had. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to have that intermixed with like monsoon type rain, we hope, so we still can drink something. But uh, yeah. that's going to be pretty warm and it's going to be a whole lot of growing season. So there's oh, always well, beer. That's good. Yeah, yeah. for avocados. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> B vitamins, I mean, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the growing season for some stuff. All your essential know. fats. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have, a, I have an avocado tree at home and it's doing pretty oh, well. Okay. I take it in for the winter, but every year I'm leaving it inside less and less yeah. time. Uh, there's yeah, more yeah. and more time I can leave it outside, which is kind of terrifying. But it's doing uncharacteristically well. I mean, yeah, it's like four feet tall. Yeah. We grew it from pit. I mean, it's it's grown like like a champ. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, good from good a pit, for man. good for yeah. it. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, we didn't think it would grow. We thought it had died back once, but then it all it yeah. just kept on coming back. And are yeah. avocado trees gendered? Because some plants that, are. Right. I've heard people say both things that they okay. are and they are not. I, I so I don't know. Well, for has sure. it fruited? No, no. Oh, okay. It hasn't fruited. It hasn't flowered. I, d- I don't think it's hot enough for it to uh, to uh, flower. I think okay. it needs to be even warmer than it is here for for longer, but. Um, yeah. Okay. I was going to say good for him, and then I wasn't sure if it'd be good for her, and then, then I wasn't sure if it was gendered. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think that my avocado tree is too hung up on gendered pronouns. So, okay. I mean, right. they is probably good. And if it self pollinates, then yeah, it got. It's, Def- I mean, yeah, something. It's, it's all bases are covered. Yeah. yeah. We just um, normally call it Avi. Right. <laughs> Which is yes, that's a good name for an avocado tree. <laughs> Are you sure you want to have me back on the show again? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. I, I, you've just doubled this your potential for return. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Um, Hashtag avocado. <laughs> well, can I tell you about my uh, my adventure? Uh, yes, but let me oh, you say have a, real Oh, quick. yes. Do you have another thing? Yes, because I go. gave a bunch of stickers away uh, just Saturday. Congratulations. Uh, a bunch of stickers. Good. Ran into a guy who uh, owns a shop in Yuba City. Yuba City. Yes, I believe that's California. Uh, you, uh, yes. yes. I was going to say Utah, but no. No, it's it's California. Okay. He is on the Larsh USA board, but he knew the Sprocket long before we ever met. You serious? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a little strange at first because he was like, wow, it's like meeting a celebrity. 
You don't. Like, you're shorter so than I thought you were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Me you don't and Tom look like Cruise. you don't look like you should. <laughs> Do you got a couch I can jump on? <laughs> That's the problem with the with I, with radio in general is that the more you listen to a voice, the more you form a picture of what that right. voice looks like, and then you see the picture of the person. Not at all well, what that person so looks like in the in the inter- intervening time because you know I I think. I've told everybody I used to work for Larsh. I used to be like an in-house caregiver. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, an organization yeah. that uh, that kind of uh, does in-home care or oh, residential care. I was wondering what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For a, people with a disabilities. global organization, a community of, of houses. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, in the intervening time when I left in December and, um, you know, till this week when I started doing some hours for them, uh, you know, for summer job. Uh, this person came over to the house a few times for dinner, ah. and so had seen my picture and was like, "Okay, is that who? Is that Aaron? Is that Flores? that famous yeah. guy? Is that the <laughs> yeah, guy on the anyways, podcast?" <laughs> it, it was. It was a little bizarre at first, but it was yeah. really cool. And he owns he owns a bike shop in Yuba City. I don't know the name of it, but I gave him like a ton of stickers. Let's call it Yuba here. City Bikes. There you go. Yeah. That's awesome. Could very well be. Yeah. Well, and if he listens, then maybe uh, he'll write in and tell us yeah. what the name of his the shop name is. Of the story is. And then yeah. uh, our growing P1 market demographic in Yuba City can know about his shop. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, cool. Uh, I, I actually so rode past. what are your adventures? Yes. Uh, on this adventure that I'll tell you about, I rode past the Larsh Farm in Tacoma. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't know where it was, but I stumbled upon it by accident. It was totally empty over there, wasn't it? Well, uh, it was very late. Oh. So what I did was uh, I beat oh, my you? personal record for most amount of miles biked in one day. Oh, nice. wow. Uh, not all at once because I took some breaks, as everyone should. Uh, <laughs> don't kill yourselves, people. And uh, we are not. Uh, we are neither uh, nutrition nor uh, physical exercise and training uh, experts. Uh, you know, consult <laughs> whoever it is. There's a man holding an energy yeah. drink and a beer. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Don't do what we say. Do what someone else tells you to. We're right? just We're, enthused people. We <laughs> cannot recommend this. We can only say we do it and we have a good time. But uh, I, uh, I left Portland on a bicycle at 1030 in the morning, and I arrived in uh, Edgewood, Washington, just outside of Tacoma, uh, at 230 in the morning, more or less. So I wow. made it 168... And a half miles. Wow. That is great. Yeah. In, a tremendous what, 16 hours or something? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it was it was a good ride. And how did you feel when you arrived? I felt destroyed. <laughs> it was an amazing... Yeah. Bicycling is so, fun. Yeah, it is. So, But here's the thing. <laughs> At a certain point, I think all day I was kind of working my way up to, uh, to feeling okay. Um, I felt decently. I, like, I got a flat tire in Vancouver, Washington, which is still basically the Portland metro area. Right, yeah. Right. So it took me like three hours to actually escape the, the city. Yeah. And then by to the achieve, time... achieve, like, escape velocity. Exactly, yeah. Then it was free sailing into space. Yeah. Nice. Uh, inertia took over. That's right. Not really, but... Um, I think I, there is some, some truth to that, but go on. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. No, uh, what I found out was that, like, the farther I rode, and I got to, what, like, 60 miles in Longview or something like that, or... Uh-huh. Uh, and I kept on pushing up, uh, kind of through the back, uh, back roads and small towns on the way up to Centralia. Centralia is so named because it's right between like equidistant from Seattle and Portland, I think. Huh. So, uh, got to Centralia and that was about a hundred miles. I stopped there, had uh, dinner, had some beers, uh, met some fine folks from Tumwater who had come down to hang out in Centralia for a night. And, uh, then I started pushing at that point it was about sunset. And, uh, last year when I did the overnight ride, that was about one forty, one fifty or so. Right. Uh, and most of that was done like, like overnight, like at, at night. Um, this time I was in Centralia about nine thirty, 
and uh, I guess 2.30 is when I got to my destination. So uh, still nighttime hours, but I found this point, and I don't know if either of you have ever achieved this, where at a certain point, if you've been pushing yourself for long enough, you start forgetting about how you don't want to pedal. Yeah. And then yeah, like, it just starts happening. You just, yeah. 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 And then like I shifted up to my highest gears, you know, like the, the most extreme rolling resistance, the hardest to push. Mm-hmm. I found myself at the top of all of those gears and ordinarily like in town, I can't do that No, And yet after pushing myself a certain distance, it just felt natural to be like, and obviously, well, not, and I not imagine on the at some point you're not doing a whole lot of like starting and stopping either. Right, right. That, that does help to build yeah. up the momentum. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so maybe that was it. Maybe I'm not as strong as I think I am. <laughs> well, I think it's yeah. both. No, I think it's both. Yeah, yeah. but it was amazing because I found that like you know when it was dark and there's not a lot of sunshine, so I wasn't worried about breaking a sweat, and I probably was sweating. But yeah, like you know, nice. body temperature regulated by the the chill of the evening. Um, it was a it was a beautiful experience, and I was sailing through these back towns and small roads and. Uh, just feeling good about it. Nice. Yeah. So it was uh, it was a fun ride anyways. And yeah, after that, I uh, I hung out with my family, hung out with an old friend, took a boat ride in Seattle, and then came down and did a bike camping trip down here with some friends. So uh, lots of miles, but it was a good weekend. I felt very, uh, very yeah, fulfilled. Yeah, how many miles total do you think like mm. in, in the weekend? 168 starting Wednesday, oh. and then another like 10 around my hometown, and then another 30 to get to Seattle. And then 40 and 40, I think, more okay. or less. So you uh, definitely broke 200. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was a good uh, good weekend. So, yeah, I would be interested to hear if anybody out there listening has had experiences like that where they've pushed themselves to their limits and found that, like, it was more comfortable than they thought it would be. And I know there are a few people that are doing that right now. Yeah, as they're oh, yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah. 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 we've we've heard from a <laughs> you have randonneurs. Of... Then uh, is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> we but, probably yeah. do. Yeah. yeah, listen to the show. Yeah, people who like uh, who like to ride. Yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, that was that was my weekend, and it was uh, I, I was excited to to have a week. I felt like I was having a summer. Yeah. yeah. Little mini little mini summer vacation. Yeah. Exactly. Before you come back to the drudgery of podcasting. Yeah. Something. <laughs> Speaking of the drudgery of podcasting, <laughs> let's do an interview. <laughs> Just Speaking kidding. of drudgery, how's Just it kidding. going, Will? <laughs> well, Tell us it, about life. Oh, uh, it's good. Yeah. I have a baby now. Is that the drudgery that you want to talk about? <laughs> I, I wasn't a father when I came on the show last time, but that's well, actually been a blast. Are you still expecting? Well, I, so yeah, when I came on the show, I don't know. I think, I mean, we, we, my wife had to have been pregnant. But okay. Yeah, I've got a my uh, son's ten month uh, birthday is actually tomorrow. Okay. On the solstice, so he's uh, born on the twenty first of the month. So the yeah. math checks so, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. I think it was just before that, like a few months uh, before he was born. Yeah. Was like early summer, late spring that I came by last time. Okay. Like that. So yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. But yeah, I got a go. baby. Well, yeah. let's, let's by the way, by the way, Anna loves watching the three of you come into the shop. Oh at, yeah. At oh, Cycles. good. <laughs> yeah. Good. That's awesome. Well, we love coming into the shop too. It's a lot of fun to let them like look around at stuff and yeah. shop for baby bike things. <laughs> what, what are your observations as someone who is still committed to like riding a bike around town? Cause that's the point at which a lot of people drop out of the bicycling scene. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually, um, it's been, uh, I, I don't think I've been bicycling in the same spots, uh, that I expected to. I think I was going to stay, uh, I expected to stay on the greenways and stuff that we have more, but actually with, uh, the cargo trek that we have, 
speed bumps and things are a bit of a hassle and uh oh, so yeah. like bouncing the baby around on the greenways doesn't really work out and there's still i mean in a lot of spots just still a lot of traffic on the greenways too and so going to like the auxiliary side streets is kind of where i found myself riding a lot of times with the kid but um the secret greenways yeah basically or actually i've been riding more but on the the flip side of that i've been riding with my kid on major streets more than i expected to also really? because they're empty so much oh and so i live uh you know in southeast and so things like powell at the right time of day you can ride a few blocks on powell and there's no traffic huh. and so yeah. um i mean same with hawthorne you know if you're going downhill on hawthorne you can keep up with traffic and it feels pretty safe like so a I've, major arterial is not a big problem when the traffic's right when the traffic is right yeah okay yeah i mean the the way the lights are timed they're half empty you know so yeah. I've, you know i've taken my kid on sandy boulevard on hawthorne on powell on uh 99 the couplet through the industrial east side so all the major arterials yeah because they're on the way and yeah. you know you can get there quickly and when your kid's screaming you know the quickest way home is usually the best <laughs> one so <laughs> a straight line is fantastic he's already so, screaming so it's not like you're gonna make him more uncomfortable generally yeah and like like i said i mean i'm not going there when there's a lot of traffic okay rush. What was, like yeah. That, but yeah, what was the decision process like with with that? Like, or was to it have even, a kid? Yeah, what, or, no, no. Like, well, it, my wife and I like have been to, married for about nine years, and <laughs> when we, a man and a woman <laughs> love each other very much, Aaron, uh, sperm and an ovum. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what were we talking about on this show? Uh, no, no, no. Like uh, deciding, like oh, you know, should we should we stuff. bike our kid or should we not bike our kid? Like, was yeah. that even a discussion? I don't know. Well, we sold. Uh, we we just have one car, and uh, so we sold our second car a few years ago. And I'd been getting around on a bike, kind of on my own. While my wife took the car to work for a while because she yeah. lives out uh, in a rural area, and there's no right. safe way to get there. Uh, Driving is even pretty dicey. But uh, the, I mean, it, we just had to do it. I mean, it was just the way we we're going to get the kid around, I guess. I mean, we knew that we could do it. We live in a neighborhood. We're lucky enough. We have the privilege of having a house that's close enough to downtown, and we live near the Orange Line. And so there's some protected stuff that we can eke out, and you can stay on the sidewalk. But um, I don't know. From my perspective, if you look at the numbers, tons of kids die in car crashes. It's not like putting a kid yeah. in a car is safe. Is it's, any safer? Right, no. Right. It, that's the top. I mean, I don't know why people believe these ads from uh, like automotive dealers that it's like, make the safe choice for your family. But the CDC, <laughs> Centers for Disease Control, the top of the list of the things that kills kids, car crashes. Wow. So like if you keep, and that's true for I think age ranges up to like 30 or something like that until cancers start killing people faster than cars. Okay. But the, yeah, it's nuts that i mean i i do agree that it's dangerous to have your kid in the street but that's true whether you're in a car or on a bike right yeah so i mean what really scares me i mean it's uh it's a lot less harrowing to take my kid for a bike ride than it is to take him on i-5 in a car like huh? I, it scares yeah. the bejesus out of me to be driving on i-5 with my kid in the back because everyone's hurtling around so fast but i'll totally ride my cargo track on powell and be fine that's a really interesting perspective because i don't i don't think we've heard people say that a lot um, interesting yeah but I like know. you say the numbers kind of check out it's like the statistically yeah assuming that everyone is making good decisions like whatever mode they're doing yeah still and who knows if they are but well and even uh it you know it doesn't have to be uh there are the the folks who tragically died on the burnside bridge when somebody was drinking soda right. and they were just walking they were just yeah. walking and the guy driving wasn't necessarily being reckless he just like coughed and lost control and stuff happens people sneeze right rain happens yeah so i don't know 
We should go back to talking about avocados and sex or whatever it was we were talking about earlier. This is a huge bummer. <laughs> we we got sure dark, you want me man. on this show? <laughs> well, I, th- I think it is. No, a, I think it's worth talking about. Okay. Though, like, well, the biking with kids thing is something that I like to talk about, I guess. Yeah. So that, that yeah. is kind of interesting, but it gets dark really quick. <laughs> but it's also, it's, it's like ultimately very encouraging, I think, for anybody who's wondering, like, especially if, if someone is in the stage, I'll just use myself as an example, because I'm probably going to have kids someday soon, and I don't. <laughs> I, you know, the math is... You're going to let that go in the air? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I qualified it with a maybe. Okay. But uh, no, it's just the thing that eventually that uh, it may happen. And like the big worry, I think, for a lot of people is that, you know, once you have a kid, you can't do the things you like. You can't like you're going to have to buy a car. And I like to hear yeah. some pushback against that idea because no, I don't yeah, think that's don't. necessarily the case. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that uh, uh, perception uh, that children will change your life a lot. Yeah. And, uh, and they do. And they do. And you have to be more intentional about what you're keeping in your life. Um, you know, and, and it's not that uh, bicycling with a kid is effortless. But it's less scary than the alternative, like I was saying, and, and it hasn't really changed our life a whole lot. I think, and beyond bicycling, actually, I don't think I've really cut, it's been weird, but I don't think I've cut anything out of my life that I didn't want to have. Okay. The, uh, like it was all, uh, uh, everything else was auxiliary? Well, I mean, but the, the stuff that matters is still there, I guess. Yeah. So like my friends and my family yeah. and, and my job and stuff that I enjoy doing. Like and your I, garden, your rain barrels? Yeah, my garden, my rain barrels, my home. Yeah. You know, my wife and I are very lucky that we both, like all of our parents are still alive. They're all retired now. They can hang out with the kid. They live close. We've got oh, right tons on, of support. Yeah. So when you have a ton of support and all the privilege in the world, it's pretty easy to have a kid. I mean, not easy, but, you know, it goes by a lot smoother and you can focus on shaping your life around other stuff. There's a lot of support there. Yeah. And just like you have to shape your life around, like I was thinking about this the other day. If you choose a bicycle commuting lifestyle, there are a lot of things that intrinsically change about the way you live life. Yeah. And adapting to that, I remember like that was a huge adaption for me because I, I was used to going everywhere in a car and being able to do a lot of things. I had to change a lot of habits and and, uh, rhythms of life. Yeah. And it's probably very similar with children. You're just, uh, now you're thinking about both of those things at the same time. Like, what do I need to adapt for my child and what do I need to adapt, uh, for my mode of transport? So, yeah, absolutely. It's not so much that the content of my life has changed, but sort of the cadence of it has, you know, like the timing and how I plan and how I expect stuff to happen is just a little bit different, but all the components of it are still there really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, having a kid is a blast and, uh, it's uh, it's really fun to tell dudes that, like guys listening, because I think guys are intimidated by having babies yes. more than women are, for sure. I'll put my hand um, up right now. That's yeah. me. But no, babies are super fun, and they're not as hard as people make them out to be. And uh, I mean, some babies maybe, but my kid's pretty, yeah. pretty easy on me. So. Uh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. So we should all have your kid. Yeah, yes. I mean, anytime anybody <laughs> wants to babysit, uh, feel free to give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> No, he's going through a growth spurt right now. The last couple of days, he's been napping a ton. So it's oh, really okay. Nice. He slept five hours today, which I'm Whoa. super envious. Normally, he'll nap like two hours in a day, you know, a couple of naps. But he did like two, two and a half hour naps. Nice. One of them I joined him for. It was pretty, pretty spectacular. There we go. So, yeah. yeah. Fabulous. <laughs> the good life. And yeah. good for him. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So tell us a little bit about the uh, the rain barrel system because you've upgraded that some since yeah. the last time you were here. Since I was on the show last, I made a significant upgrade to the storage capacity of my front rain barrels. Yeah. Um, I was finding just uh, they'd fill up. I mean, with the lightest rain, um, I would the rain barrels would be full and overflowing. And so I got rid of um, – I had four 50-gallon drums in the front, and I was uh, at a barbecue, and some guy mentioned that he had a pickup and was looking for some rain barrels, and I told him I wanted to get rid of mine. Gave him a deal on him, and he helped me pick up some bigger ones. There so I we went go. from 400 gallons in the front to 600 gallons in the front. 
Oh. Um, oh, excuse me. 200 gallons in the front to start with, up to 600 gallons. So I have two 300-gallon uh, water totes now. They call them totes, not barrels. Not barrels. Yeah. So if you're, that's, a, that's the secret is if you're looking for really big rain barrels, you can't Google rain barrel. Okay. Hashtag rain tote. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because there's a, there's a thing. Like, <clears throat> there, there's some regulations as to, like, how much water you can have on your yard like as far as catchment and that's true the limit is super high so you're not you're not hitting it with i mean uh it's so that's not why they're calling them totes it's not like to get around okay no no i mean the the storage capacity is something i think like the limit is something in the thousands of gallons um because you can have like large cisterns now you do have to make sure that you don't put these like on an unreinforced deck or like you know something (laughs) because they're super heavy but Eventually, um, gravity wins in that yeah, scenario. Totally. I yeah. just have them sitting on the ground. Okay. So, and they come on their own little plastic pallet, but they're just basically like a four-foot cube. They're, uh, you've probably seen them around in like loading docks. Uh, they have a metal cage around them. Yeah. Um, and I have a picture we can probably put up on the show somewhere. Yeah, sure. I'll okay. email you guys. Put my bike next to it for scale. Very good. So it's, uh, But it's, they're a little bit bigger than I expected them to be. Uh, they weren't bigger than my wife expected them to be, which is really <laughs> she good was prepared. To me. She okay. was prepared. I was not, even okay. though I was only the one to pick them up. Right. Um, but they actually are taller than my front deck. Wow. Um, yeah, they're they're large. They're definitely large. I can stand on them. I'm a, I'm a bigger guy, and <laughs> I can stand on them. They're pretty fantastic. So yeah. Um, uh, just as a rundown, I, if people want to know more about like your system and how it works, they can they can listen to the last episode you were on. Yeah, and and we'll I'm sure link you to guys that. Link to that. And but uh, as a summary, like what do you use the uh, stored water for? So I use the stored water mostly for um, I mean anything you'd use a hose for. Really, I use it to water my garden. I do a lot of bucket watering. So uh, trees and larger shrubs, uh, you know, they don't get a lot of deep water in the summer in Oregon's climate, and uh-huh. they this especially. I mean, it's going to become even more true. Um, as we have longer dry spells, like we were talking about. Um, And uh, so I will fill up a five-gallon bucket for my rain barrel and then set it with a little hole in it, and it slowly drips and and will feed the tree. So I I have a three-story tall cherry tree, and I'll even bucket water that uh, because I know that it needs water. Um, So it really cuts down on my water bill so I can, you know, focus on paying for things like laundry and stuff like that. But... um, Actually, my next door neighbors have hooked up some rain barrels even to their toilet. Um, a gray water really? system is not too far away. You have to filter it a little bit, but not um, not anything beyond like a physical filter. Right, right. So, and and you should get. I mean, if you're going to plummet into your house, you're supposed to get permits and stuff like that. Um, that's right. really been the the thing for me that's holding me back is I don't trust myself to do the right thing right. and or get permits. The red tape but, and everything. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's probably doubtful that someone would. Like you wouldn't, there are not a bunch of cops walking around trying to figure out who has rain barrels and who's like plumbing right, potable yeah. water into their system. But there aren't like though, toilet when you police. go to try to like sell your house, though, that that's the thing where it, it'll get really sticky. Yeah. yeah. So what's this hole in the wall here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nothing. <laughs> a little portal in the bathroom. <laughs> but yeah, so it's you, where you we put the stuff, uh, yeah but... the used tissue. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's the sort of thing where I, th- I suppose like you're you're backing up water uh, yeah. against because uh, we get a lot that comes out of the sky. Yeah, and we're getting uh, Oregon's getting more and more rain in these downpours where it yeah. just pours for a day and then we'll have a longer dry stretch. And so this, right. this lets me do a couple things. It keeps, uh, I mean, the city of Portland gives me money off my utility fees because this uh, sort of delays some of the stormwater that goes down when we get a rush of rain here in town. So it actually, if a, a bunch of people have rain barrels, it oh, reduces the load in the sewers. It's less going, yeah. That, yeah. I get it now. Yeah. So I get a little bit of money off my utilities. And then um, it also, for me, then keeps it able to keep my uh, garden watered and not have to turn on my hose longer in the in the dry stretches as well and it's great for just washing stuff out too i mean if you want to let the hose run and wash out a paintbrush you don't have to feel guilty 
about using perfectly fresh, clean water that you're paying for. You just let your rain barrel dribble over it, and it's a lot less impactful. Yeah, because potable water, it takes a fair amount of energy to create clean, fresh drinking water. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot that goes into it, even in our, like, hands-off. And everything that comes out of your faucet or your spigot, it's all the same. It's all coming out of the the one Unless Unless you live in a district where there's, like, irrigation systems that come straight from the ground. Like, I think some agricultural districts have that set up where, like, some of it's non-potable that's specifically for watering your crops with or something. But everything here in town and in most major cities, you just have one tap. And so it's, like... All this uh, yeah, perfectly good drinking water, clean stuff, is used for watering lawns and washing cars and all that stuff. So And flushing excrement. Right. Like, I mean, you're just, like, yeah. deucing in this clean water and throwing it away, kind of like in the face of all these people that don't have access to clean drinking water all over the world. It's the cleanest shit you'll ever take. <laughs> but it's so yeah, terrible. Here in America. It's, it's, it's USA. A, yeah. USA. <laughs> That's right. One of us. So <laughs> it's, it's just a, it's an interesting system to think about. And I... Yeah, I think we may have talked about this last time you were here too, but how hard is it for someone to get into this? It's actually very easy to get into doing rain barrels. Uh, It doesn't take a lot of special tools or anything. If you go to a hardware store and they don't, and they say they don't have parts for rain barrels, they're lying because you don't need special parts or anything. I mean, you can Ah. use regular hose fittings and drill bits and stuff, but they just think they don't have rain barrel stuff because they don't have like something labeled rain barrel plug. Right. Well, so you just. I mean, that's that's kind of a statement on the state of of hardware stores in general. Like there's not a lot of critical thinking going on anymore. That's true. Yeah. And there's a bit of a stigma to it. Like being a hippie, you know, being some weirdo that does this like rain barrel, crunchy granola thing. Right. Still. But even in Portland, there's, there's some of that stigma, I think attached to it. That it's like this idea that this other thing that other people do, it's not that like everybody does rain barrels, you know, it's a specialty, but it it is very easy and you don't have to have a barrel. You can make them actually, uh, one of the cheapest ways is just find an old, uh, like Rubbermaid trash can, like Ah. a plastic trash can. And then you can get, uh, you can buy, uh, hose bibs like a little hose connector that has a, a nut and a bolt on it so you just cut a hole in the bottom of the trash can stick the hose thing in there and then you know divert your gutter into the into the trash can and then yeah. there's your rain barrel oh, so i mean i think if, if you buy a new trash can that's like 30 bucks right there and that's there you it go. so You'd use trash can even less free yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes yeah i like the whole idea that <clears throat> you're diverting water out of the sewer when you get the rain like yeah i wonder if the city could do, if the city could do like strategic rain barrel placement around right. the city, and yeah. that would be really cool. I mean, having There's, large collection, uh, like collection all, sites would be great yeah. in your parking lots and things. Well, yeah. and think of all the intersections that get flooded out, like whenever there's like a rush, like <laughs> right. that, you know. Like and how yeah. how much easier it would be to like drive it might actually be safer in in the rain. Yeah, know? and I mean it would be nice if they not only I mean it, it would be nice if they had a larger incentive for installing them for yourself or if they even would pay for it or require it of buildings, yeah. you know, cuz it's you know, it at most I guess if you just wanted to put one rain barrel in it's maybe 9 square feet. It's like 3 feet by 3 feet at most that you're going to take up in your yard or wherever you can put it by any downspout. And there you go. You get a little bit of a buffer. And if everybody did that, you know, just one of them in every home and business, yeah, a lot of those small steps would reduce a lot of the overflow into the sewers and things like that. But, For sure. Yeah. Well, and everyone who uh, everyone who likes saving money, anyone who is uh, fiscally conservative, <laughs> might be interested in uh, the idea of, of saving a couple bucks. My parents just installed uh, solar panels on their house. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm trying to remember how long. And I was asking my dad about uh, when I was up there visiting about the, the economics of what it takes to get it. And like, how long does it take for them to pay for themselves and that sort of yeah. thing? But this is a much cheaper system because a solar panel is a great idea. I think yeah. it's, uh, it's free electricity and you can reduce your electric bill. You can get paid by the utility company or that whoever is pretty cool. manages your electricity. But 
you're also in most cities paying for water access and for all the things. And the sewer system is built into that water bill in most places. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, um, this is a cheaper way. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's way less cost prohibitive than like putting solar panels on your roof. You would yeah. think maybe you should do rain barrels before you go to solar <laughs> if you're a homeowner. And neither- well, if you're thinking about going to solar, they say the first thing you got to do is cut down on your power usage. Like, check what your meter's doing, and you're just going to save so much time and money if the first thing you do is get more efficient light bulbs, go through, figure out what's sucking down power. Because you don't want to build. I mean, you're going to spend way more money than you need if you yeah. install a solar system for like you know, your little space heater and whatever you're running and all the fridges that you have in your kegerator and yeah. your four computers or whatever you have. So if you cut down on that, so one computer and a kegerator or whatever you like the bare essentials, <laughs> no the bare essentials. just yeah. the kegerator, just the kegerator, <laughs> stick my sandwich by the keg. Well, you can put your, yeah, you then, can put you know, your, your cheese next to the kegerator. That's right. That's, yeah. But these days with led lights and stuff, uh, actually it's a surprisingly low amount of power can, can get through like uh, it can get a household of four through, through a while. So especially right. if you're just talking like minimal, minimal stuff. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. But, but it seems like rain barrels would be a cheaper way to get into that, uh, cost savings yeah absolutely it's a really good uh, foot in the door it's a fun little project if you're not like a super do-it-yourselfer because you're just working with plastic and things you don't have to use too many sharp tools it's a good right. confidence builder before <laughs> so you're on a bigger project you could probably do the whole thing without any real power tools totally you could yeah i mean a uh, little hacksaws and stuff cut through that plastic pretty yeah. well so there you go yeah, you nice. can get a hand drill and drill the hole <laughs> i have a hand crank drill yeah. at home that it's pretty pretty cool to use but nice yeah yeah well, what's but, the uh, what's the biggest challenge uh, just from upgrading? Because you started with uh, one quantity yeah. and you're moving to more. Uh, what's the biggest challenge that that presents to you? So the biggest challenge for the upgrade, uh, biggest challenge of putting the system in initially was trying to figure out the space and just where I was going to put the rain barrels by my downspouts and how I wanted to maneuver everything else around them. But for the upgrade, the hardest part was actually just finding the containers. Um, it's hard to find uh, reliably containers that you know what was in them before. Okay. So some places will uh, have really cheap rain totes or rain barrels but they got them at auction they won't tell you what was stored in them you know they'll swear they washed them out and they're fine but you never like fully know and i don't want to like water a garden full of tomatoes and have all the plants die because there's something i didn't know in the barrel right like some pesticide residue or something yeah so and the the one place i did find them there's one place in town out in gresham that guarantees food grade containers it's all uh, used to be like vegetable oil or vinegar okay. in huge quantities we're okay with those and i don't know what people would do with 300 gallons of vinegar or like Best not to ask, is. right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess like you, you know, when you know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, maybe it's like the Reese's potato salad people, or who knows. But I'm okay uh, with them. Yeah, yeah. So there, uh, there's this one place in Gresham, and and I brought a picture of their business card if you guys wanted to put it up too, because okay. they guarantee food grade containers, and they have everything from tiny little uh, rain barrels, just the 50 gallon ones that everybody's used to, up to these huge things uh, that that I have, and actually some that are a little bit bigger even. Okay, uh, so cool. and if you're doing a gray water system they actually have some that are smaller and designed to fit through 32 inch doors like down into a basement ah. if you are doing something where you actually want to plumb it in and put it inside and filter okay. and all like that stuff yeah. so of course check with your local regulations to find out what is permitted by uh, house code and all that stuff yeah we can't yeah. we can't apologize for any trouble you get into because you don't know and then the inspector shows up but yeah that's a great idea i want to be clear that... i have no idea how to do plumbing so <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And there's also that. Yeah. So don't take my advice on plumbing, but right. I just know they have barrels outside. Right. But as Portland's <laughs> number one go-to resource for rain barrel systems, uh, that's we, we would like to pass <laughs> this along to yeah, the now. public. Yes. Yeah, you are. I mean, yes. totally. Totally. So. Well, I think the rain barrels are also really nice as everyone's thinking about the not just uh, climate change and you know keeping your garden watered, but um, earthquake preparedness too. Right. Uh, which is, I know, something you guys have, uh, I think, talked about before, yeah, right? Yeah, a little, right? bit. So, a little yeah. bit. So we had uh, Ellie and Joey in and talked about that in the fall. Is that right? Cool. Yes, and I missed the disaster ride this year, but uh, oh, oh the, that's the, the thing. The, not the not the disaster, disaster relief trials. Trial. No, no, it's a pedal palooza ride. Oh, right. oh, okay, that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think it's pretty cool that uh, Portland has multiple disaster-related bike rides. That's pretty Not cool. enough in my book. <laughs> you can't be prepared enough. We, yeah, for We need, anything. like, it's, citywide drills. Yeah, for real. It I wouldn't hurt. Getting my kit together, too, actually. Just today, yeah. I was putting some stuff in a bucket to okay. get it ready. But yeah. the rain barrels, you know, it's nice. If you have some way to heat up water, it's kind of a backup source. We have, oh, uh, yeah. I have a... a a hand pump uh, water filter that I take uh, backpacking. Oh yeah, and so I figure in a pinch I just you know pump water out of the rain barrel with those sure. and then heat it over a fire and then call it good. There you go. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, micron sized filters and such. Yeah, that, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Filters are really good these days, as as I understand. Like yeah. they they've made them well. They've made them very well to to clean water. Uh, incredibly so yeah so i hope one day to come back on your show and talk about how i've set up a filtered water system where i've collected rainwater and then i just pump it through my house too. oh that's yeah. that's okay. really like the long-term dream you had that's, one year yeah <laughs> yeah with a one-year-old at home i'm sure that'll be no big deal at all so but uh one of these days it's actually again i, I i've heard it's easier than it than it sounds to, the uh, idea to set of up setting a up system. yeah set, the idea of setting up a gray water system in your house is amazing to me like just from catchment just from yeah barrels yeah I, if I were a homeowner and, and so inclined, I would totally be all over that. It would be pretty cool. But again, it's, I don't know plumbing, so it's, it's, the it's not that hard. <laughs> well, I, I would imagine there, there's a possibility we could become Portland's go-to plumbing resource as well. <laughs> so we'll see what we can do. Ladies and gentlemen, your all-purpose podcast. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, what, before, we, before we leave the rain barrels, uh, yeah. number one, is there anything else that you want to add? Number two... Could someone possibly have a rain barrel of their own from Portland's number one rain barrel resource? Well, yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I would just add uh, that it's super easy to set up. You don't need any special knowledge or equipment, and you can start small and then upgrade to something bigger later. It's just a matter of getting a couple in and trying it out. So do it if you're interested in it. It's really easy and not too expensive. And I do have an extra rain barrel. That he does. I uh, yeah, I acquired through a completely legal means. I assure you, is actually my neighbor's moving out, and he had one identical to mine. So, and I I took it off his hands for him. There we go. Yeah. So, but uh, you can't use it. I can't use it. I don't have room for it. So I wanted to give it to the Sprocket Podcast. So how big is this barrel? This uh, rain barrel is a fifty-gallon barrel, okay. and it's uh, about three feet by three feet. It's actually a shorter yeah. cube, so it's not a not a barrel style. Um, the, it's not round, but it's uh, a short and square. And then the top actually is all, uh, screened in. So you wouldn't even necessarily have to attach this to like a roof or a gutter or something. If you lived in an apartment, you could just like set it out on a patio and it would still collect huh. rain, okay. which is pretty rad. So, yeah. um, yeah, anybody who wants it, uh, there we go. It, it need, it's a good rain barrel that needs to go to a good home. And, uh, I figured if there were any gentlemen in town who could help find a good rain barrel, a good home, it would be you guys. So. Well, here we are. Yeah. yeah. And so that the, I think the call is out and I, instead of contesting, I don't think we're, uh, you know, this is a, I not... should have come up with a riddle or like, <laughs> what have I got in my pocket? Yeah. Uh, it's a, uh, that's a whole different show. That's right. Yes. Uh, I think probably, 
I don't know. Like you, first come, first serve. I think first come, first yeah. serve. Unless someone can be, I would say first, first come in that the first they person submit that essays to Sprocket collect. Podcast yes. explaining why they're worthy of this. I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, I that's want, the thing. Like, why would we make a contest out of like something that's so beneficial? Yes. Well, I'm saying first should. come, first serve. That is a contest in and of itself, and it's just rewarding so. people who have the time to download the show immediately. <laughs> right. I'm wondering if we can make <laughs> this make this a little bit more fair and like. But but then again, it's just you know a yes. contest on other terms. I, we so. will receive written essays of one and a half paragraphs. <laughs> there you go. Of uh, someone that could tell us uh, what they plan to do with this and why they need it now, um, which is a fancy way of saying first come first serve. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it's uh, for anyone in town. They could pick it yeah. up from. Uh, well, you're going to give it to us, and so. Yeah, sure. Once we'll we know who's once we know who's getting it, we'll I'll we'll work with you guys to figure out where there it needs we go. to go. So if it's not uh it's depending on where it is, we'll yeah. we'll see what we can work out. And uh, uh, out of the area. You could cart this by bike, right? Oh, totally. I've got yeah. a trailer this will fit on. So yeah, there we it's go. pretty light when it's empty. Yeah. Um it's delivered empty, by the way. We're not delivering a full range. <laughs> okay. Right but we'll fill it up. And not full of delicious beer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. Um, well, I don't know. Ask beer mongers. Or, or the vinegar or, or uh Yeah, it's not yeah, full of vinegar. Or and this potato was, salad. Yeah, this was just for a rain barrel. This isn't like a repurposed industrial container. This is like for right. a purpose rain barrel. Has a couple hoses on it. To, clean to and safe. Stuff up. Yeah. And kind Pretty of set clean. up already. Got some leaves on it and stuff, yeah. but a little dusty. Okay. But yeah. yeah. And if anybody if, if the first respondent uh is from out of the area, we are willing to work with you on figuring out how to get we cannot yeah, pay the shipping costs. I don't know how that would work. Anyone yeah. outside of the portland metro region uh will have to figure out their own transportation for the barrel but it's but it's open to people who uh, would be willing to do that so, so funny okay. story i actually the other rain barrels that i have that are exactly like this i got shipped to my house ah in because i got them on amazon i got amazon conned me into getting an amazon prime membership for okay of course. I, I didn't well then you get it, it was two my, days it was my damn fault i didn't unsubscribe <laughs> in time but anyway so i was trying to figure out free the TV largest for a year yeah I was trying to figure out the largest and most ridiculous things to get shipped today. And there we go. So I ordered the rain barrels. Yeah. And they came in gigantic cardboard boxes, <laughs> stacked up like cubes. They blocked my entire front door. I'm That's sure the hilarious. UPS guy was just pissed that he had to deliver these. <laughs> was it UPS? Yeah. I mean, really? they, they came on, like, or FedEx, you know, okay. one of them, but it was like a, a box truck with these wow. huge boxes. Came in two deliveries. <laughs> oh, man. It was, it was pretty ridiculous. So That's they do fantastic. fit in boxes, is what I'm saying, is it's actually, it is possible. I have these seen shipped, I have seen these shipped. So we'll. We'll yeah, see. yeah. But, so Portland rain barrels. Portland, ideally, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Portland will be quick on the uptake. A catchment system could be, yeah, could be in your in your yard tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, so, feeding your garden. Essays, one and a half paragraphs. Send them in, and that could, it doesn't have to be a coherent paragraph. It could just be like you know. <laughs> doesn't even have to be about rain barrels. No, actually, rain, rain, if you just rain, got rain. like some really Something cool poetry <laughs> or a story that's about a paragraph that's and right. a half. Right. Yeah, if or, it, if it gives or us a the haiku, uh, you know? yeah, a video of an interpretive dance. Emotional aspect. We'll take any submission in any form. Yes, yeah. that's right. Including uh, pictures? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, a picture's worth not? a thousand words, which is like five paragraphs now or that's, something. Oh, that's too... Yeah, that's Okay, too so much. half a picture. Okay. <laughs> a picture that will like download <laughs> the old style, but then like quit halfway through. Just a bunch of gray pixels afterwards. Yes, yeah. that's what we want. Totally. Very good. Well, Will, thank you for coming in. Really oh, appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. It. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and uh, like we said, we've got... Uh, you're going to hook us up with a bunch of resources, links, and uh, and whatnot. Yes. And yeah. so we will post those uh, on the website, which is thesprocketpodcast.com. Are there any other websites people should go to? Uh, there are a couple of longer URLs. Uh, there's some city stuff, but okay. I do have actually a step-by-step. The city does put out a step-by-step. Here's how you do rain barrels at your house. And, Thank you, uh, So uh, yeah, it's yeah. a you know it's a goofy URL to a, a PDF, but we'll, we'll okay. get it up there. So. Thesprocketpodcast.com. There you go. Very good. Uh, sounds good. Well, in that case, do you have time to hang out for our mail and news? Yeah. Totally. All right. Sounds good. Well, in that case, let's head over to 
the newsroom right now. And when I say the newsroom, I mean our newsroom. I'm just going to knock over things. Here. Okay, sounds good. On the way. What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? First up in the calendar. Yes. June 24th, the Little Lebowski Urban Achiever Ride. Just a few days, days from now. Yes. Yes. Uh, if you're a fan of the Big Lebowski, it's a bike ride here in Portland. You can join it. I may not be able to. Oh. Because it's also the same date as the Guthrie Ride. Oh, you're right. Ooh. Guthrie Straw, who uh, is a great friend of the show and definitely, uh, yes. It's a tough choice between rides there. <laughs> I've done it every year since its inception. I feel like I, I still have. Yeah, loyalties, torn and split. Yeah, plus he might need someone with bolt cutters. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, someone that I know, not myself. Right, right. Someone legally distinct. Someone that might also be on the ride. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Um, It's all on the up and up, people. Yes. That's actually a joke that only he will get. I bet. Yep. Anyway, you want listeners? July first, nails, y'all. Nails, y'all. They're gonna have a pop up shop at Gladys Bikes. From six to eight, um, and that is a a nails yeah. uh, artist, as in a fingernails, fingernails, not toes. So go get very your clear nails about did. that. Yeah, yes. Oh, really? They don't. They, they were very expensive. very serious. Yes. No acrylics, yes. no toes. Oh, okay. But yes. the person behind this does love to sing uh, Mariah Carey karaoke. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, so it's a good thing to know as well. But uh, Gladys Bikes, great spot. Yes. July sixteenth, uh, my birthday. The Brompton Urban Challenge. I'm still looking for my fourth. There we go. Still looking for my fourth. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so interested, get in touch. Yep. August 11th, Pam Nichols Art Show at Western Bike Works. In Tigard. We didn't, yeah, we didn't clarify yes. uh, in the last show, but it's in the Tigard location. This is art inspired by Joe Kermaski, the Metal Cowboy, uh, created by Pam Nichols. So this Local is uh, good stuff. Yes. 6 p.m. August 11th. That's right. From here, headlines. Yes. First up, Bike Portland Journalism scores two awards in five-state contests. Two awards. Two awards. Bike Portland's reporting has been chosen by the Society of Professional Journalists as some of as the best from small newsrooms in the Northwest. Small newsrooms. Jonathan's December report about the circumstances around the death of Martin Greenborough, titled "Why Would Anyone Ride on That Scary Stretch of Lombard." took first place for general news reporting in the five-state contest among news organizations with 10 staff members or fewer. Also Saturday, Saturday or also Saturday, I should say, uh, that Saturday the awards were held. Uh, a post Michael Anderson wrote in January 2015 about new radically cheap bike counting technology titled This $50 Device Could Change Bike Planning Forever, from Portland-based Knox Software, took second place for business reporting. We're big fans of Bike Portland here. Yeah, they do yeah. uh, good Congratulations work. Congratulations to them. That's yeah. fantastic. They deserve it. They fucking deserve it. Good job, people. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I picked this out because, like, now they're legit. I mean, yeah. they've always kind of been legit. They've been recognized they've been by legit their peers. To us, but they're an yeah, award-winning news team. <laughs> <laughs> and boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, they're legit. They're great, and you know that makes sort of like biking journalism a thing. Yeah, in a mm-hmm. way. Yeah, they they do good work all all around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I I feel like this is sort of like the tipping point for like making bikes or bikes 
bike culture in general like more of a a, a, a serious thing and not just something like you know um the kids do that don't want to grow up maybe yeah. now it's less yeah. bike culture and more just culture and it's, it's a big deal yeah. for uh small news outlets too i mean for this to be seen is seen as legitimate you know yeah. it's because uh, i mean i think they do better reporting than some of the you know some former <clears throat> newspapers of record <clears throat> that we you won't know. mention yes. yeah. yeah of course don't click on their links <laughs> next <laughs> up from oregonlive.com oh jeez oh jeez <laughs> tell me cool. you're sponsored <laughs> Uh, Washington State Provost grows bee beard to raise cash for the bee center. A bee beard. Yes. Have you? I'm sure you guys have seen pictures of. of I've seen beards have, of bees. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a man with a, a bunch of bees yeah, on his I didn't face. Put, I didn't put that specific. Can you, picture wait, can you there, explain that one more time? It's I'm a unclear man on the concept with a bunch of bees <laughs> on his face. It looks like a beard. I, I've always wondered though, like, how do you do that and like not get stung? I don't think you do. Hold I mean, maybe you do. Still, yeah. Yes. Don't don't exhale. That's the thing. They're how like, do you tell the bees to get on there? There you go. How I mean, do you get them all there at the same time? Is it just like know. a bucket of bees that you dip your face in? I would assume. Oh no, because uh, they can't. They, they uh, wouldn't just like hold on to you. They'd be right. flying around. Do you around. like have to spray your face with like some kind of pheromone? Sugar water. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Do you, you have? But uh, then they're like like biting your face or something, right? No, no. They're just like, eating the sugar. That's all. That's still weird. We don't know. We don't know the answers to these questions. <clears throat> Anyways, if Washington anyone knows, yeah, so, please yes, be in touch. I want to hear more about this news, though. Yes. Uh, Washington State University Chief Academic Officer sported a beard of thousands of honeybees Friday to raise money and awareness as the school pushes to build a state-of-the-art honeybee and pollinator research center in Pullman. WSU hopes the new pollinator center will provide the means to conduct unparalleled research and outreach to create sustainable solutions to problems facing pollinators. Yeah, and it's getting That's harder cool. and harder, famously, for uh, pollinating insects to survive because one there third. are challenges. Yes, One third. We, We've at, already lost. As Mark third. Wahlberg yeah. said, don't you care that all the bees are dying? Yeah. In that, that movie, The Happening. I heard, oh. Yes. Dang. Oh, I thought it was I Heart Huckabee. Oh, it might, <laughs> really, it might I really also, honestly thought it was. It I might also be from that. I'm not sure. Okay, yeah. Anyways, no, yes. it's from the happening. Okay, I, I yeah, yeah. Recall that scene now. Yes, and I regret having that memory. Yes, I never saw it. <laughs> That's okay. You're, you're far better. Off. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> the happening in which nothing happened. But I am concerned yeah. about the bees. It's fantastic that yeah, they're working on that. For I've sure. I've been seeing fewer bees. I mean, like it's noticeable. Mm-hmm. There's less in my yard this year. Yeah, what I'm noticing is it's. <laughs> I'm noticing that. I'm noticing the bees more, like as opposed to like they're just around. There's just yeah, a bee. You know, yeah. Now yeah. it's a novelty. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's days when I have huge lavender bushes and they used to just be covered and I never go near them. And yeah. now, like some days, there's no bees on them. Mm. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, anyway, my mom is raising about three hundred thousand bees right now. Oh, really? yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. She's I got saw multiple the, multiple the hives. Yeah. She yeah. Uh, she got me all suited up in a bee suit and we went out and took care of the hives and it was fascinating. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, apparently there are tons of ways to trick the bees into making more, more honey and more, more <laughs> combs and everything. Into forming a beard. Well, that too. I'm, I'm sure. Well, maybe, maybe someday she will. She will figure out the secret to how a I bee beard see is a made. Of that. So, yeah. mom, I've got this idea. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, for charity. Yeah. <laughs> so next up, what what do we got? This could be like a Patreon reward, you know? It could, yes. A, a Brock will wear a beard of bees. <laughs> the first go. person that sends in a picture of a bee beard gets oh. the rain barrel. There we oh, go. Okay. It, has to, it has to be them, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there you go. But only half a picture. Um, so this is uh, from New Zealand. Um, I, uh, yes. We have a few yes. people listening in New Zealand. 
Mum unwittingly joins a triathlon bike ride and ends up cycling the entire route. Unwittingly, you say? Yes. That's fascinating. Allison Carrick, who got swept up in the 21-kilometer ride, having not ridden in years, said it was just one of those things that happens. I was hardly up for a triathlon, but I got caught up exactly the moment they started. It felt like I couldn't get off it. I ended up cycling about 18 miles. How do I stop? Yeah. (laughs) Despite Allison riding a hybrid secondhand bike and pedaling considerably slower than the triathletes, the spectators started cheering her on. Like they knew that she was... (laughs) They even encouraged her to keep going when she attempted to stop and get out of the race. Would you call that encouraging? I think so. That's amazing. Don't "Don't stop. Sadist. Wait, she said she's see. a mom. Did she have the kid with her? Don't be no, weak. No. Oh, she was just like out. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> so we she were, we're talking about bicycling with kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's pretty easy. Wow. <laughs> so next up, triathlon. Totally. You know? yeah, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. We need to go bike camping with the kid first. But yeah. And then triathlon next, maybe. I would love to see. Yeah. I would love to see any parent get swept up into a triathlon. <laughs> and now here's where you take the child off the bike, put them on your back, and swim across the river. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you might. I don't know, like maybe like trail a floaty with there you them. Go. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, there had they to be make some... baby life vests that they there you basically go. the floaties, uh, the floaty stuff's all in the front, so they all automatically flip on their back and then just lay there. Oh, there so we you go. You can stick them in one of those and just hook the hook in and tow them through. The perfect, water. perfect. Yes. <laughs> so make sure, wrong? yeah, make sure you take that <laughs> no. device with you on every bike ride you take with your child, just in case you get unwittingly swept into a triathlon. That's right. You always got to be prepared. That's, safety, uh, safety first. That's now, why bicycling is dangerous. I don't think she finished the entire triathlon. I think she just finished the cycling portion of it. About 18 miles. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so she wasn't... (laughs) She gets to the edge of the lake. Why not? (laughs) Jumps in, swims away. You gotta keep going. You gotta go. You gotta keep going. Don't quit now. (laughs) Okay. Well, we don't have a horde of spectators encouraging us to finish a triathlon that we never started in the first place. But you know what we do have? Thank you. Yes. First up, we got a new donor, Michael Flournoy. Thank you very much. Thank you, Michael. We appreciate that. And it should be said, um, everyone who donates, we love you. You're the best people ever. Anyone who doesn't donate, we love you. We still love you. You're the best people ever. If you've been donating at a certain level and you can't afford it, we love you. You're the best people ever. Feel free to scale it back. If you haven't been donating, we love you. Keep it up. Or donate or, if you want to. decide to donate. Yeah. We will send you stickers unless your name is Aaron Green. <laughs> <laughs> then you're out of luck. That's in right. which case, I'll put them in an envelope and just carry them around for Screw a while. Screw that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But you're, <laughs> he'll always be in your heart. <laughs> yes. Uh, next up, Michael Hart writes in, and I will try to summarize this as best as I can. Dear peddlers of Sprocket Pod, I wanted to thank you. Without saying it's your fault for my next adventure. We are not blamed for people's adventures. (laughs) I started listening. Never blame us for your adventure. Over the past year, and it helped formulate the idea. I think I can ride my bicycle from Portland to Arcata. It's a good ride. Uh, It was a great idea uh, with a few problems. One, I did not own a bicycle. That's a problem. Two, I have not been on a ride in 40 years. Potential problem. Three, sitting on my couch with foot elevated due to illness. Concussion. Yeah. Uh, or conclusion, sorry. Uh, oh, told, okay. Not a yeah, concussion. The concussion okay. was okay. not the illness. Okay, uh, good. 
Told my daughter my idea, and she said, no problem, as long as I can go with you. That's so the spirit. now we will be pedaling cool. from Portland to Arcata July 10th after I ride around Portland and fireworks. Yes. So. Fantastic. Yeah. So we're going to hopefully. Enjoy. Yeah, I say we uh, we send you off with some beer or something. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. I yeah. will not be in town because I'm going to be out. Oh, By the way, right. everybody, I'm leaving. Uh, I'll be back in three this weeks. This is your. Yeah, that's right. This yeah, is yeah. your last episode. That's right. For a while. Ever. Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, you'll be in town and you should see if uh, you can get in touch with Michael because that'd be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. We owe him a beer. That's uh, good. So Unicorn Mike, he calls himself. Yes. Yeah. Way to go, Unicorn Mike. Yeah. 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 And then lastly, admonition. Richard W., I prefer riding in the heat, which is good that I live in Texas. I'll take 100-plus degree days over any day below freezing. That's a good question. Will, which would you choose? Oh, cold and rainy. Okay. Yeah. Really? You would choose freezing uh, over 100 degrees? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I can put stuff on to stay warm, but it's hard to put stuff on to stay cool. I, yeah. I overheat too easily. Those well, ice packs are, we, are so heavy. So are we talking freezing? Freezing, well, yeah, below yeah. freezing. So mm-hmm. we're talking snow. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. I take snow no, over 100 degree weather. Not necessarily snow though. Uh, free below freezing uh, could be dry. Okay. Oh, could yeah. Could be totally. nice. Totally, I've done yeah. that. Yeah. No. But the only there's <laughs> only one little zone of weather that I don't like around freezing when right. it's not quite frozen yet and uh-huh. still raining and Ooh. it's oh, like yeah. super yeah. cold. I hate that and I take a hot day over that. Like so, like 34 okay. degrees and raining. And you never know. But when other it's, than that, yeah. yeah, just really cold or actually like below freezing. I t- yeah. take that in a heartbeat over a hot day. Ah. The yeah. potential for black know. ice is dangerous to me. I, I yeah. just, I just need heat, man. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't even really. If it's sixty, I still have like a sweater on. Yeah, when I'm riding at yeah. least when I get going. I might pull it off later. See, yeah. I've only worn shoes. Like I've been wearing flip flops all but two days since February. So I've just I can't like, believe that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Richard did say that uh, it, this was uh, based on my story about riding the bike in in heat. Oh, and okay. heat it exhaustion. Was, yeah. It's a dangerous thing. Yes. Of course, once again, we are not professional trainers, nor are we uh, medical professionals. Do what makes sense to you. Don't hurt yourself in the heat. Yes. Drink uh, lots of water, though, yeah. wherever you are. Yeah. Richard was worried that, uh, yeah, heat exhaustion. Don't yeah. don't go out and get that because it's no good. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, he also wants to uh, turn us on to another podcast about biking and beer. It's called Ride Bikes Radio. I don't believe it. What I find interesting about this podcast is that one of the hosts is coming over from an automotive podcast about, about Mini, Mini Coopers. Coopers. Whoa. <laughs> Which yeah. is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. They're the bikes of cars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Are they now? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. I don't they know. get their own lane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was it was cool, though. I was listening to the, well, you their first episode. You more than one to a parking spot. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we demand corrals for our Mini Coopers. <laughs> uh, no, the uh, the show is super cool, and it's, it's about people who don't care about bike racing because there's a lot of podcasts out there about bike racing and uh yeah the ridebikesradio.com they're a cool show we should probably yeah. get in touch with them sometime if they have they probably have a twitter right i don't know we should say hi I, yeah sure yeah. why not okay cool well that brings us to the end of the show i think this is is there anything else that needs to be said before we uh before we close this grand debacle out i'd like to say thanks yeah drink plenty of water thanks yeah, no for having me yeah, for sure fun. oh you're welcome yeah. yeah yeah uh as mary would say are we cool yeah we're cool okay good yeah. <laughs> Do you listen to his Neil Young? Interview, I was by in the process way? of listening to that as uh, as I rode interview. over here today. It's yeah, right. yeah. Neil Neil Young, man. Yeah, yeah. That guy He's... loves the earth like nothing else. Yeah, yeah. All right, here come our credits. Find us on the internet at the Sprocket Podcast. Dot. Wait. Shit. Where'd it go? <laughs> there you go. Wait. Is stop. that it? Oh, no, whoops. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. We're starting this over. <laughs> 
give us a You're time. that close to a perfect show. <laughs> <laughs> so close. You're so, so close. <laughs> okay, ready? Yes. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. Twitter at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herbert for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. Thanks to sustaining donors Logan Smith, Johnny K, Shadowfoot. Katharina Millamgard, Wayne Norman, Doug Robertson. Ethan Georgie, Justin Martin, Eric Iverson. Cameron Lean, Richard Bozinski, Tim Mooney. Orange and Purple, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly. Jim Gooden, Eric Weiss, Doug Cohen-Miller. Todd Parker, Scott McAllister, Morgan, Chris Gonzalez. Dan Gebhardt, Zoe Capania, Andy Brunner. Dave Knows, Chris Smith, Christy Kaster. Caleb Jenkins, J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar Matt. Patrick Archain, Sebastian Poole, Marco Lowe. Rich Otterstrom, Andrew Alderson, Drew the Welder. Anna, Krista, John Wasserman. Andre Johnson, Shelly and Troy, King of Division. Josh Sisson, Richard G. Guthrie Straw. Christopher Barnett, Brandon Shelby, Campsite. Aaron Green, Macknurst, David, Catherine Minchin. Nathan Poulton, Chris Rossen, Rory Close. Michael Flournoy. Now brush your teeth. And go to bed. That's right. And we're going to be up all night. <laughs>